0: Blog Talk Radio. This is Jay Lethal, the undisputed champion of the wrestling world.
1: This is John Sullivan. It's Babz Michael Thompson talking to the phenomenal AJ Styles and Xavier Charles
0: Johnson. Psycho Killer Kamasa Champa. This is Matt Blair. Thank you for listening to SportsCast Radio. SportsCast Radio. Welcome to SportsCast Radio.
2: Uh, yeah, man, Jordan, I've been waiting an entire week for this this fine evening after we played that C.G. McCollum bit last week.
0: Sportscast
2: <laughs> Radio, June 5th, 19. Uh, I mean, 2018. I said 19.
0: <laughs> yeah. How is it even You're living fun? in the past.
3: Man, I, mean, I, I know. I think that Bad Boy for Life came out in 99 or 98 or something like that. So, I mean, I guess that that, that probably counts.
2: I'm, I'm living in the past of uh Laker greats uh, that have left us, but we may get some more this I'm telling you, man, just looking at more stuff about this, this off season coming up, there's, there could be 15 to 20 stud players that could move teams, could switch teams. It's ridiculous. I've never seen, and you know what I think all of it is too. And I, you know, I, I would definitely get into this with the NBA finals. I think this NBA finals is really what's causing all this because you know, if, if if Cleveland loses, that that could be an exit for LeBron. Who knows what Houston decides to do since they couldn't beat Golden State. You know, if Golden State loses to Houston, that could have impacted what Golden State decided to do going forward with all that luxury tax money. You know, yeah. Boston showed that they can essentially hang and should have probably won that series without Kyrie Irving or Gordon Hayward. So now they have a new life on what they could do with their money. I mean, Indiana went from being a team that was routinely not thought to be anything special and Miles Turner and Oladipo almost screwed around and beat LeBron in the first round. So, I mean, there's just so many crazy things with the finals and the playoffs that just completely changed the landscape of what this off season could be.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. It's going to be uh it's going to be super interesting going in the NBA this year. Uh, super excited for it. So, yeah I, i'm uh, i'm honestly at these these finals even though uh you know game one was definitely entertaining and uh game two is uh uh something else um but uh yeah it's it, you know you know it's 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 what you kind of expect um you know going into it but i think we're gonna to talk that in the uh the second hour right
2: Yep, yep. That'll be our uh, third segment after our after one of our last breaks. So we will we'll break down the Stanley Cup NBA Finals middle of the show. We will do we'll get into that NBA offseason talk. But uh, coming up here in about six minutes or so, uh, excuse me, Brian Miller from the dot com will be on talking all things Miami Dolphin football. Uh, do do we ask him if the laces are out? I don't remember if we did last year. <laughs> I, I I don't
3: remember either, but uh, you know it, it's really interesting too uh, as far as that goes. Yeah, I I, uh, I thought about it uh, on the buffer music today, and I did not use going to Miami. I didn't use any uh, Ace Ventura clips. Uh, ah. I went up a different route today, so uh, I, I I just want to let you know I I tried to do the guy's justice. Uh, you know. Since my team is uh, – well, my team was a playoff team, so I guess I can't get too mad. But, like, uh, but, you know, coming from the bottom when we don't win a Super Bowl, it still counts. You know, we're all in the same boat as far as I'm concerned. So I don't want to take too mm-hmm. many pot shots. You know, I don't want to take too many pot shots.
2: <laughs> I love that that you talked about putting over the uh, the guys with, with some decent music this week. I will never forget when we did our our fantasy wrestling show with, like, Michael Whitlow from Pippin' Ain't Easy, and Corey Hansford from LakerNation.com was on, uh, you know, a few other people. But Michael Whitlow got the the Be Like Mike, uh, the Like Mike, if I could be like Mike, he got that. And then Corey got uh, the theme song from Corey in the House. And (laughs) I will never forget when he's like, how in the hell... Do I go from Sasha Banks, the best woman's wrestler on the planet, to coming back a week later for this draft, and I get that? <laughs> I'll never forget.
3: <laughs> yeah, You've yeah. Got no. to be. <laughs> I, I liked. Uh, uh, who do we have from the Giants? Uh, the, the Giants thing with the whole Giants Giants. That was so good. I like that. I put a lot of effort into that one.
0: <laughs> Thirty-eight toss. Oh. The to pitch to
3: Johnny.
2: Johnny.
0: <laughs> we,
2: we do got a breakdown, too. Uh, we got some spit takes, uh, some some new get to know them. Uh I got two of them because I forgot to play the one last week, so I'm just playing them both because I don't want oh, them nice. getting wasted.
0: Also, Double dose uh,
2: of Hagberg. I like it. You you can't have too much uh, Nikki Hagberg in your life. But we also are going to talk about how many plays can we think of that might have been as bad or worse than the JR Smith Game 1 botch So that's, that's going to be all later on here But uh, we're going to hit you I real quick you beat.
3: I have the ultimate Ooh, I, I, I feel like he, he's, not, he's not the worst And, and I, I can't wait until we do this segment
2: I gotta, I'm, I'm excited to hear it I'm excited to hear it uh, But we're going to let Alex tell you about FML Solutions They're coming at you here It's almost that time It's almost deer season Get yourself one Call the guys over there When we come back We're talking Miami Dolphins football Brian Miller. Don't go away. Sportscast Radio.
1: Life is out. Looking to get a head start on deer hunting season?
2: Let FML Solutions
1: point you in the right direction. Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassembles with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative deer stand. Most people would
0: consider this. Illegal. illegal. What was mere
2: vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, baby, you get strong foul media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in Radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got Wrestlecast. We got your sports knowledge covered with Sportscast. If you like movies, the pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip hop, Soda Sound Radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio TuneIn, and more. We are Strong Style.
0: Just respect my conglomerate Just respect my conglomerate Just respect my conglomerate Just respect my conglomerate
1: You won't see these folks at the post office. They have businesses to run. They have passions to pursue. How do they avoid trips to the post office? Stamps.com Mail letters. Ship packages. All the services of the post office right on your computer. Get a four week trial, including postage and a digital scale. Go to stamps.com today. Hey, Alex Mello here, host of The Pop Culturist on the Strong Style Media Network, inviting you to join myself alongside Half Pints Kyle Adams as we discuss all the latest news and reviews in movies, music, and television. Check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, you can check out the pop culturist archives on Blog Talk Radio, search bar Strong Style Media, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at Strong Style Media. We are conglomerates. What are we looking at here? Lists all over this safety thing. Third-party background checks for drivers. 24-7 trust and safety team. Critical response line. All right, List, two can play at this game. What if we had a safe word? What about boba? No, What if you actually wanted boba, it's got to be more
0: exotic.
1: What's your wife's name? Oh, Barbara? Safe word's
0: Barbara. (laughs) I like that. Okay.
2: some Weezer
0: on it. Hey uh, man, say it ain't so.
2: <laughs> we are back talking. But talk some Miami Dolphins. I think I saw Brian on the line, and then he uh he must have got scared away by uh, Lyft and took off. Get it?
0: Oh man. I see you did that. I see you did that.
2: Lyft took off. No, sorry.
0: Yeah, I got you. I got you. Uh, <laughs> I'm an Uber
3: guy <laughs> myself, but that's okay. That's okay. Just you kidding. I look at the map. I, see? I I see how many people are on the on the map, and then I'm like, all right, I'll go with that one because I've a better chance of getting a car in about 10 seconds.
2: <laughs> you know, I, I see too many times, too, when you're in those vehicles and, like, they have a Lyft and an Uber sticker. Like, I feel like they, like, purposely will turn off their thing and then turn on the other one to try to get those, like, flash rates to go through. Yeah. Like, they're all, it's like a, it's like a union for them. <laughs>
3: I, I don't know. All I know all I know is I get I gets to where I
4: need
2: to be. <laughs> We're about to get talking Miami Dolphins football. Brian, are you with us? I am here. How are we doing, sir? Welcome back on the show. Brian Miller, finfanatic.com, dot com coming on. Real quick, uh introduce yourself one more time for all of our new listeners that we got rolling around this year.
4: Yeah, I'm the I'm the old guy for the fan sided network. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am. That's not a joke. I was actually the first person that and hired for Cincinnati.com, and that was back over 11 years ago. I'm still Uh-oh. with them, um, so I'm just I'm I'm grinding every day.
2: Hey, you're you know we we appreciate it as always. Rocking and rolling. It's a new season, a new day for the Miami Dolphins. Obviously, this is the type of year where everybody's optimistic. Everybody's excited here. Um, one thing I want to get right into here As we kind of split the difference I'm going to run a little offense Jordan's going to run a little defense on you But a lot of people Kind of thought that with, with that pick In the first round there, there was a slight chance That they were going to try to go For one of those quarterbacks Obviously we don't always make a Fitzpatrick And we'll get to him later But what were you hoping for that pick?
4: Um, you know, I, I actually predicted uh, Fitzpatrick at that pick um, earlier that day before the draft when I made my final picks. That was the guy that I thought was going to be it. There's a trend in Miami with Adam Gates. If you look at what he's done in the last two years, last year they drafted Charles Harris. They never visited with him. They never talked to him. They They completely ignored him. That was the guy that they went for this year. Fitzpatrick was the guy that they didn't talk to. They didn't visit with, he didn't come to Miami for a visit. They didn't go see him. In fact, when he was doing his pro day, they were there to see somebody else. So it's kind of like the smoke and mirror game. They pumped quarterback and it felt, it it played out exactly like they wanted to Arizona jumps up for Josh Rosen. They knew that uh, Baker Mayfield wasn't going to fall. It's almost as though they played planned this out and it played perfectly to what they wanted. I think they could have gone linebacker, if uh, Roquan Smith would have fallen, but I think they're very thrilled with Mika uh, Fitzpatrick.
0: I,
2: I 100% agree that that is a fantastic pick, and I think fantastic value for for where they grabbed them. But that leads me to the next question: Ryan Tannehill, it's coming off of you know the injury. Osweiler's in there. Bryce Petty's in there. What do you you know, David Fales? See if you want to run run him. Are you comfortable with the quarterback? Can Tannehill bounce back and stay healthy and, and do a good job here with this team?
4: If Tannehill stays healthy, I think that the Dolphins are going to the playoffs. And, and I know I'm a Dolphins fan, but over the last 11 years, I've learned to separate myself, and I'm more level-headed. I just think that Ryan Tannehill in the Adam Gase system uh, is a perfect set. If you go back to 2016, when Tannehill was in his first year with Adam Gase, the Dolphins played very well. Thirteen games of that season before he went out. Matt Moore finished up the last two, two or three games of that season, and they only needed to win one game to get into the playoffs. And of course, they lost in the playoffs. Ryan Tannehill, he, he does very well in that system. The question, of course, is can he stay healthy? Um, a lot of people think that he can. The Dolphins obviously believe that he that they can. If you go back through maybe the last five or ten years quarterbacks coming back off of a knee injury really kind of jump right back into it. My problem is Tannehill is a mobile quarterback. He's a running quarterback. Now you've got the mental aspect. Can he recover mentally from that knee injury? Meaning will he put the pressure on his knee? Will he make the cuts and the turns? Will he move out of the pocket and run with the ball when he he can? Those are the questions that I want to see answered. Am I comfortable with the Dolphins quarterbacks? I'm comfortable with Ryan Tannehill being the quarterback. If he goes down, uh, just chuck it all because you're looking at another season like last year.
2: <laughs> Obviously, too, you know, he, he's, got, he's got some weapons. Kenny Stills, Devontae Parker. Danny Amendola comes in. Uh, we see, we see uh, one goal but one come back. How do you feel about this receiving core?
4: I like it. One of the best I've seen in years for the Dolphins. Um, Parker's probably my least favorite of the bunch. The Dolphins are very high on him. They say he's doing all the right things. He's the one guy that's been showing up consistently in training camp this year. Excuse me, at the training facility this year. That doesn't mean anything. I want to see what he can do on the game, in the game. Kenny Stills uh, Stills has been very productive for the Dolphins since he's arrived. I think he really kind of slid right in. He really likes Adam Gase. He fits in with the offense. Amendola's uh, screaming and cussing on the sidelines during OTAs because he ran a route wrong. <laughs> And that's the kind of leadership that the Dolphins needed. Albert Wilson, I absolutely love this guy. I cannot wait to see what he does. You know, the only thing that they lost was Jarvis Landry. And a lot of people can make the argument that Landry was kind of holding back the offense because he was a crutch. A $15 million crutch is a very, very expensive crutch. (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm not disappointed. I I like the wide receiver core. I do.
3: My my insurance won't cover a $15 million crutch. (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> Neither will mine, man Neither will
2: mine You know, you know too and I mean, not, not, to, not to go the, the old time around When you bring up the crutch here But Frank Gore comes in New running back Obviously Kenyon Drake To me is a guy that I thought was Was doing a good job Is Frank Gore a good kind of placeholder To see what you have in Drake For a full year where he could get more opportunity With J.J.A gone, Or what, what's kind of your feeling on running back?
4: You know what? I think the running back situation is really good. If nothing else, Gore's good. I think this is one of those situations where you bring in that aging veteran who maybe can can complement your offense. But at the same time, the Dolphins, making they're making over their their image internally, not externally. They don't care what people think of them. But internally, they're finding football players. You get an opportunity to bring a guy like Frank Gore in, who is a star, an outstanding veteran leader, and he, he comes in, leads by example. You've got a young guy like Kenyon Drake. So who better to learn from? Kenyon Drake's going to be the workhorse running back. Everybody knows that. But to have a guy that's unselfish like Frank Gore in there, you can't beat that. And then I'm sorry the name is escaping me, the rookie that they just drafted this year, I think is going to be outstanding down the road. He's going to be a great kick returner for the team this year, uh, punt returner potentially. But, again, you bring a guy like Gore in, Gore's got – he's on a one-year contract. He might play two more years in the NFL. He's coming back home to where it all started. It's very fitting. But this is a guy that goes out to practice on OTAs and plays like his training camp. So um, that's, that's the leading uh, – the leadership that the Dolphins have been lacking for the last 10 years. And I think they're starting to find that players like Gore, Amandola, uh, these are the type of guys that are really kind of bringing the younger, younger players along.
2: You know, and uh, speaking of younger players, uh, uh, was it Kalen Bollage was the fourth rounder? Yes, running back. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Uh Yeah. No problem. No problem. Teamwork. Um, obviously, they we we're talking young here. If we're going to talk tight end, second round they grab somebody, fourth round they grab somebody. It's it's not a who's who of, of names. But sometimes that's almost a good thing because so many more people, I feel like when there's not that budding star that everyone's going to shine on, more people get an opportunity to shine. And I think that this team has a chance to do that. Tight end, who's who's coming out of this as the number one?
4: You know, I tell you what, I, I love Mike Kosicki. Um, I, I think that this guy is what the Dolphins have been lacking for probably 15 years. Um, if you go back through looking at their draft, you got guys like John Nalbone, Michael Agnew. These are the type of are rece- the receiving tight ends that the Dolphins have been looking for. But they've been they've gone cheap. It's like it's like knowing that you need to fix your car for tires and you go to the guy that sells them for thirty five dollars <laughs> used. And and I know that because that's how I buy my tires. Um <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I'm only partially <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Seriously, though. I mean, when you when you try to get guys in the fourth and fifth round to be your starters uh, in a league that's kind of tight end dependent, you kind of set yourself up for failure. They've made some moves to try and trade for some, sign some in free agency. It hasn't worked. Mike Gesicki, second-round player in most drafts, in last year's draft, maybe the year before, he's maybe a, t- a tail-end first-round draft pick. I really like what this kid can bring but I really like what Durham Smythe can bring. This is a guy that I think has hidden potential there. I think a lot of teams overlooked what he can do because of the system that he played in. He was not given an opportunity to catch a lot of passes in the Notre Dame offense. He will be given that opportunity in Miami, but the guy's a really good inline blocker. And I think that I think he's going to be the surprising one. The dolphins are going to be able to run two wide or two tight end sets and I think the, the, the potential there with Gasecki in the red zone and uh, in the red zone, and then Smythe being able to, to come out kind of almost like an Anthony Pasano mold, uh, I think it's really going to benefit the Dolphins well. And I'm still very high on AJ Derby, the glass drop of waivers from Denver. I think that guy could develop as well.
2: So I mean, that, you know, like I said, that's that's a good problem to have when you got a lot of guys who want to prove it. Um, speaking of prove it, we we all know a couple of years ago fell to you guys in the first round last thing I got for you on the offense can this can this O-line protect Tannehill enough are they going to do the job right to get them where they need to go this season
4: well you know that's that's the the open-ended question uh if you look on paper um Josh Sitton is an outstanding guard Laramie Tunsil is supposed to be an outstanding left tackle that he hasn't shown yet um I'm not one of those guys that uh is all up in arms over the Mike Pouncey release. I thought he should have been released last year, if not the year before. Um, so having Daniel Kilgore in there I think is better for the offensive line because he's a guy that's going to practice every day with the team, unlike Pouncey who would practice once a week with the team. Um, I like Juwan James. He, if you look at uh, Pro Football Focus, he's one of the top-rated um I don't want to say top rated as being in like top 10, but he is a upper tiered right tackle in terms of pass protection. He needs to work on his run protection or his run blocking. And I really am higher on Jesse Davis. who's going to be the uh, the starting right guard going into training camp. A lot of potential here for this guy. I think he's the second Miami Dolphins in the last maybe 30 years that's come off of the practice squad or since practice squad has been instituted anyway off the practice squad with the potential to start. And if he becomes a starter, he will be the second one. And I think that's very impressive. Technically uh, he's sound. You look at the offensive line as a whole, it looks better on paper than it did last year. Definitely the year before But these guys have to stay healthy. They have to practice with each other every week, every practice, none of this rotation stuff that they do um, over the last four or five years. Uh, nail it down. Let these guys grow together. There's going to be some hiccups early on in the season, I think. Um, but if they can clean it up, if they can play good, this offensive line can keep Tannehill upright. And that's the key to the season right there.
3: You know, Brian, switching, uh, switching up on the defense here, uh, you know, you talked about some releases uh, in regards to Pouncy. How about uh, let's start with the uh, Indominican Sue? Obviously, you needed some cap relief there. What, uh, what do you think that is absence is going to do on your D line?
4: Nothing. I'm, I, I honestly, I, I'm not playing uh, the home role here. Uh, I was never I, – I liked Sue. I thought he brought an intensity that the Dolphins lacked, but he also lacked leadership. This is a guy that didn't lead. He was a guy that led by example. And when you're paying somebody $100 billion plus a year or over the course of your contract, um, you know, I think he was getting $26 million, $27 million this year. You expect that guy to be a leader in the locker room, and he wasn't. In fact, he, wasn't, he was unapproachable. The young guys were worried about coming up to him and asking him questions because sometimes he didn't want to answer them. Now, if you're talking production on the, on the defensive line, well, I'm sure there's going to be a drop-off. How do you replace somebody like Ndamukong Sioux The guy is phenomenal. This guy is a Hall of Famer. But how many teams in the NFL have a Sue on their roster on defensive line? Not a lot of them. So now you're starting to look at a guy like Davin Godshaw, who was drafted last year in the mid-rounds, I think fifth, um, he played very well last year. Uh Vincent Taylor's a guy that they're very high on. He also was drafted, I think, in the fifth round. And then you've got Jordan Phillips. He really played well last year the Dolphins expecting to take a step forward. The problem with the Dolphins defensive line is not the defensive line. It's with the linebackers. Everything starts with the linebacking group. Hmm. You don't you can take in Sue out of the equation. It's not gonna matter because the Dolphins defense is pardon my French, but they sucked ass for the last three years four years with Sue in there, they can't get any worse without him.
3: I, you know, I got to say, obviously I, I'm still going to give uh, I you know, I was kind of looking at the, the defensive rankings and it, it caught me off guard to see how many points you guys gave up, but you still play in the same yeah. division with, with Tom Brady. So I can't, I, I, I kind of, uh, I kind of give you a little cushion for that. That's not fair. Um, you know, you, you talk about those to... line. <laughs>
4: It's, it's not even Brady, though. I mean, when you, when you talk about I mean, I think the Dolphins have done pretty well against Brady. They beat him last year knocked him all around. Um, but when you really look at the Dolphins' defense and you start looking at the points that they're giving up, you really have to pay attention to the rushing yards that they yield because those are chunk yards. Uh, and we're not talking about three or four yards, you know, for a series. We're talking about five to ten yards a carry at, at some points. Third downs being third and long and being able to pick those up. With a guy like Sue on your defensive line, and that's that's problematic, and that's something that has to be fixed.
3: Absolutely, yeah. Matt Burr's got a, a tough hand, uh, a tough hand dealt to him to uh, to try and make some changes here. Uh, obviously, got uh, a little more depth picking up on the back end too. I think they signed Anthony Moten. Let's um, see Quincy Redmond. So giving a lot of guys some tries on that D line. So we'll see if that can increase uh, some product productivity. <clears throat> Um, you know, you're talking on the linebackers there. Uh, Kiko Alonso, you know, kind of been around a little bit. I mean, uh, is it is it still uh, is he going to be taking up that that leadership role, or 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 nope. what's going to be happening with this linebacker core?
4: I, I'm glad you asked that question because I am I, I'm not one of those people that gets impressed easily especially with young guys, I expect players to step up. I expect players to try to take on a leadership role. That's what I tried to do when I played way back when football was leather helmets. But these, (laughs) when I look at this linebacker group, Kiko Alonso is a, an adequate football player, but he needs a supporting cast. The guy that stands out to me is Raquan McMillan, the second year player who actually is a first year player injured on the very first play of kickoff during the first preseason game last year Um, missed the entire season, this is the guy to keep an eye on because he is out there at practices during the OTAs directing other linebackers where to line up, where to look at the the, the, the offense, how to figure out what they're running. And he's literally walking around taking veterans and moving them to the right position. And he's been right every time. That is a leader beyond anything I can ever imagine. And the fact that he has garnered so much respect from his teammates – And not even playing a single down is so impressive. I talked to Sam Madison, uh, the former cornerback for the Dolphins, and I was discussing the same thing with him. And he brought up a great point in the fact that he has no pressure on him. Unlike a rookie linebacker where you've got to come in, you've got to perform, he doesn't have that now because he had the opportunity to sit on the sidelines, sit in the meeting rooms, and watch everybody else get critiqued on what they did wrong and realize what he needs to fix. This is a guy who didn't sit around in his house last year. He was in the film room. He was in the team rooms. He was watching all of the tape, breaking it down. So this guy's had a year to study the Dolphins' defense, opposing NFL offenses, and now he can put that into practice because he's visually seeing it with his own eyes from the sidelines, from the uh, video booth, from the tape, and now he's putting it into practice. This kid is impressive, and I like everything that I've seen about him so far except seeing him on a football field.
3: Yeah. You know, obviously there's a lot to be said about the linebackers that come out of Ohio State. Uh, definitely a pretty solid pedigree with that. Um, you know, getting, uh, getting past those linebackers, uh, you know, obviously you got uh, Rashad Jones, Tevin J. McDonald, but uh, Xavier Howard, but obviously the pickup of Minka Fitzpatrick. What's, uh, what's that going to do to bolster that secondary when it comes to this big passing league that the NFL is?
4: I'll be honest with you. I have no idea. And, that, and the reason I say that is because when you look at the safeties, you've got Rashad Jones, you've got T.J. McDonald, you've got Howard, you've got Tankersley, you've got Bobby McCain, who just signed a four-year extension. In um, fact, he's now the highest-paid NFL uh, nickel cornerback in the NFL, $13 million guaranteed on a $27 million contract, Mika Fitzpatrick. I don't know what they're going to do with him, but I like that because I don't think anybody else knows what they're going to do with him either. (laughs) This guy is talented. He can drop up. He can play linebacker. He can cover the tight end. One-on-one with a guy like Rob Gronkowski because he's got the size is impressive. He can step in and play corner. He can step back and play safety. This is one of those rare breed players that you can disguise what he's going to do on the field by moving him around. I don't know what the Dolphins' plan is with him because he's not going to be a starting corner. He's not going to be a starting safety. He's not going to be a starting linebacker. He's too good to be a nickel. What they're going to do with him, I honestly have no clue. But I can tell you this. I've talked to some people down in Miami who have gone through two OTAs already, um, and they are impressed with how this kid just seems to find the ball. He just seems to be in that position every time to take the ball out of the air. And he's creating some confusion. And that's what you want out of a player like that. This guy's special. Um, You know, he's one of only two. Well, he's now the third player to win both the uh, Jim Thorpe Award and the Chuck Bednarik Award in college. And the other two people were Charles Woodson and Peterson. Um, and, And those two are impressive future Hall of Famers. So can he live up to that? That's a lot to live up to. But I really like the fact that he's that versatile and you can do stuff with him.
3: Well, there's something to be said about Alabama defensive players uh, in the league or Alabama players as a whole right now, uh, with the exception of maybe some quarterbacks. But, uh, uh, you know, I think you got a good shot on that defense. Um, What are you most likely – I mean, you touched on a little bit. You you want to touch on that rush defense. You want that to be uh, effective and not have to give up those big yards. Um, What do you think is going to be the acceptable – answer to improving that defense is it going to be lessening those points uh, allowed or is it going to be uh just uh just overall just general improvement obviously uh, across the board
4: no i think that um as far as Dolphins fans are concerned i mean there's a big question mark with whether or not matt burke is the type of guy that can lead the defense so they're looking for big improvement obviously being finishing in the uh the bottom five, even maybe the bottom of 10 over the last few years in their defense, that needs to improve drastically. You know, you can't win games when teams can line up against you and just pound the ball down your throat. And, and the problem with that is, is it eats clock. You keep your offense off, off, the, uh, off the field. So defensively, the Dolphins, they, they need to get better. I don't expect them to get better right away. I think that what you're going to see is a team that starts off slow at the beginning of the year defensively. I think when you look at guys like McMillan, Fitzpatrick getting involved, Howard getting back into a rhythm, Tankersley's coming off an injury as well. T.C. McDonald didn't have a great year last year. Neither did Kiko Alonso. Now you take the C factor out. Charles Harris didn't play all that great last year. So you got a lot of young players in this on this football team with some quiet veterans like Rashad Jones and McDonald that are kind of leading it. So – The more reps these guys get in practice together, the better they'll be. The more time that they get to spend on the field uh, during preseason games and in the first couple of games of the season, those are the things that are really going to help develop the squad. By the end of the year, you're looking at a squad that could potentially be, you know, it, it sounds weird to say top 15 and like, oh, that's middle of the road. But for a team that's what they've been the last few years, that's a huge improvement. If they can get into top fifteen, if they can get into the into the top ten, um, even at the lower half or lower bottom of that, um, this is a team that can really kind of supplement whatever the offense is able to do. Because I think the offense is going to be fine. Um, it's just whether or not how long it takes these guys on defense to really get going and mature um, as a team. I think there's a lot of potential there because of the fact that you've taken a guy like Sue out of the equation. You've removed a guy like Lawrence Timmons out of the equation. And now you've got football players that want to play the game of football. And there's no egos there anymore. These, These guys have nothing sitting there. Uh, in front of them, that they're looking to for answers, they are the questions and the answers themselves. So, I think when they sit down in the rooms together and they start asking these questions of how they can improve, the answers are going to come from within because everybody's going to have to step up and start playing like a team, which is what the Dolphins have kind of been trying to do this off offseason.
2: Hey, Jordan, uh, you know, Jordan, Jordan, yeah, Jordan. Before you do your last thing, I got to break break some news that I just got. Uh, not to this this will only take thirty seconds. We'll get back onto it. Uh, Oscar De La Hoya said, uh, Can or Golovkin is his stubborn, and a 50-50 split won't happen. The Canelo train has left the station. He's going to fight Danny Jacobs, and he will not fight Gennady Golovkin. There is no rematch because he will not give him 50-50. So we'll talk that later. But I had to break it before everyone else broke it.
0: Oh, man. Wow, that pisses That's me tough. off. Go, keep keep going. Though. I, I apologize
2: for for jumping in, but nope. what a punk, man." <laughs> uh, <I'm
3: sorry. laughs> you know it, it's uh, you know you gotta, you gotta defend it uh, and speaking of that defense uh, obviously you broke it down pretty good I hope uh, you nothing but success except for that first game when they go up against the Tennessee Titans who I uh, thoroughly am a fan of <laughs> so that being said I hope you go 15-1 and one, uh, after that first week
4: <laughs> hey, I, I always like I always, I always love catching teams like Tennessee at the beginning of the year because we have a better chance of winning than you guys are traveling to see us and I got news for you Florida heat in September is brutal, even <laughs> from the Midwest. But I will say this. I will say this since you're a Tennessee fan. I've seen the Tennessee Titans play the Dolphins twice. One, the Dolphins beat the living hell out of them up and down the field. And I think this was uh, the year that Joe Philbin got fired and um, Dan Campbell took over. But prior mm-hmm. to that, my impression of Cameron Wake, I like Cameron Wake, but I've never, he's not my favorite player in Dolphins history, and not even close, because I watched what Tennessee did to him in Miami one year, uh, and I watched him walk off the field with his head down at halftime getting completely trashed, so I give a lot of props to Tennessee because it really kind of showed me what kind of player uh, some of these guys are, but I'm not going to wish you luck.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jordan,
2: maybe uh Maybe uh, maybe you guys can call Jake Locker And see what he's doing oh. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Oh, that's...
0: No I'm going to go hang yeah, out with Larry Tunsil Hit my
4: sounder
2: <laughs>
4: Wait, we, <laughs> we got Brock, I, Brock I, that, is that is Jordan who are you trying to hang out with
3: I'm trying to go hang out with Larry Tunsil <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'll,
0: give, I'll give you the I'll give you the block sounder <laughs>
2: You know, I, I, the only reason I bring up the Jake Locker thing is I was actually talking to somebody the other day, and I'm like, God, can you do you remember how bad the 2011 quarterback draft was after Cam Newton? You know, you guys got Jake Locker. You know, as a Viking, we got Christian Ponder. Blaine yeah. Gabbert draft. These are all in the top 11
4: picks. Whoa, was that? bad? God, you, you know, it's bad. I, I understand you guys are complaining about that. Dude, we drafted Pat White. John Beck and Chad Henny all in the second second round, like three consecutive <laughs> years in a row.
3: <laughs> oh God, Chad Henny. Oh man, they, everyone wanted to be the next uh, next. <laughs> they wanted to be the next Tom Brady so bad. <laughs> oh man, yeah.
4: Oh, no. But the funny thing is, is, is Chad Hennys still in the league? So you got to give him props for that. <laughs> I guess it, there is that
2: there is that.
4: Obviously, oh, what. With-
2: one thing that Jordan mentioned, uh, wrap it up here. What do you, what do you realistically think this team can do? Tannehill stays healthy. I know you said playoffs. What do you think they can finish?
4: I think 10 and six isn't unrealistic at all. If Tannehill can stay healthy, because I think he's going to pick up right where he left off that he can stay healthy and and health is not just his knee. Let's be clear on that. Tannehill's health does not depend on his knee holding up all season. It's mental for me. If he can make the cuts that he did, not have the fear to put the, the turn on his leg, drops back into the pocket because this, this, this guy is not a pocket pastor, passer. He needs to get out of the pocket. He needs to have the ability to run, pull it down if he has to. If he can get the mental aspect wrapped around his head that that knee is not a problem, then in my mind he's healthy. So if he can stay healthy, I don't think 10 and 6 is out of the question. I think the defense is going to have to step up. The ball's got to bounce their way a couple times. But realistically, if he stays healthy, you're looking at, in my opinion, 9-7, 10-6 is realistic. Do I think that they're going to challenge the Patriots for the division? Not this year. Um, but, you know, it, it's going to come close. I mean, you could easily come to a tiebreaker with a team like the Tennessee Titans. And, uh, you know, you beat them in week one, week 14, it could make a big difference.
2: Ooh, Jordan, that means you're out of the playoffs.
3: Hey, stop we are we're, we're gonna win the South. It doesn't matter. We're it's not gonna be a tiebreaker.
2: Yeah, I
4: forgot you guys are in that that division, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if he if,
2: you know. <laughs> stays healthy. I don't know. We'll see. Hey Brian, thanks a ton coming out with us again this year. It's always fun talking with you.
4: Plug everything man, you got. Anytime,
2: boom, just blow it up for our fans.
4: I'll oh, thank you, man. Anytime you guys want me you don't have to ask. Just say, hey, this is the date. Here's the time. And uh, I'm there, guys. I appreciate it.
2: <laughs> Thanks a lot for coming on, Brian. We'll chat soon, all right? All right, guys. Have a good night. Brian Miller, FinnFanatic.com, coming on here. Awesome. Awesome, dude. His, uh, if you go to our, if you our Twitter, uh, his Twitter link is on there. I believe it's TXmedic5, I think is what it is. Uh, great, yeah, dude. Always, always, a, always a stud talking with us. Always fun. Man, every time he said pocket with Tannehill, all I could think of was Tabby Bonet's put me in the pocket, pocket. <laughs> For just going through my head, I was like, man, I want to hear that song now. <laughs> but um yeah, before we go to break here, I can't believe Oscar De La Hoya. I cannot wow. in my eyes fathom that he said, look... Triple G can get 65-35. He's too stubborn, will not get 50-50. For that reason, the Canelo train has left the station, and we have now put an offer on the table for Danny Jacobs, and Eddie Hearn is all for it.
3: (sighs) Yeah, you know I, I'm not a fan. You know the the whole he's not a draw thing. Fact of the matter is uh, this fight is a draw because of how the last one went down. Uh, Canelo, uh, the only reason Canelo is a potential he's he's lost some luster because of it. Uh, you know he's let's be honest. If if he comes down on this uh, this Jacobs fight, if he even goes 60-40, uh, there are a bunch of scrubs. Uh, I I just can't. I, I can't with this. It really, it really irritates me. It's what's bad for boxing. And, and that's what's, uh, that's what the problem is. These big, these big headed promoters, uh, and, and, definitely, I mean, obviously the, it's a money game. It's a business, but at the same time, it's, you know, some people need to do something for the love of the sport. And, uh, and man, yeah, it's a shame.
0: Yeah.
2: And, and by no means am I dog and Danny Jacobs, I think he's a great fighter. I think Danny Jacobs is going to be a problem for Canelo too. I really do. Um, but yeah, it's just that sucks, man. And you know the fact that your fighter got got beat by four or five rounds. Uh, I mean, you could argue it was a nine-three fight, eight-four fight, and you're, you're and then you failed two tests. Regardless of if it was him cheating or if it was their cams fault, the fact of the matter is you cost them all that money on Cinco de Mayo, and then yeah. that's your response. The Canelo yeah. train has left the station. Get out of here, man.
3: Yeah. Uh, he's saying uh, they can do 800,000 homes or buys for, uh, for for Jacobs. I'm not sure about that number.
2: Um, I don't remember what Golovkin Jacobs did um, for their buys when they fought in, I think, October of 2016. Uh, but, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I think it could draw over a million because of Canelo. I really do. Yeah. I think Canelo is that big of a draw. Um. I'm not sure what Canelo's last pay-per-view is like his Amir Khan fight or anything like that, or as Liam Smith one did, but I don't know. Canelo, Canelo uh,
3: Golovkin did 1.3 Jacobs, and, uh, and Golovkin only did seventeen, uh, 170,000.
2: Okay. Could you, is there, can you find out what Go, uh, Canelo and Liam Smith did, or Canelo Amir Khan, see what any of those numbers were? Cause that, I mean, that might show... Liam Smith is not as big of a name as Danny Jacobs.
3: Um, three hundred thousand on Liam Smith.
2: Okay, so less than I thought. So I mean, it's I, I don't know. It's not un, it's not un, un, unreasonable, but oh yeah. But, but here's yeah, the thing. They, 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 nah, I don't know.
3: That's 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 a that's a thirty percent increase on on whatever. I you know what? That that's just that's just crap. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, if, if they're not even willing to go up from from what is it? Uh, what are they doing right now?
2: They offered Golovkin sixty five thirty five.
3: Oh, they did offer sixty five thirty five. That's slightly mm-hmm. better than uh, what, what was it seventy thirty at one point.
2: Might, I thought he got sixty five thirty five last fight, but I can't remember.
3: Yeah, or it, no, it, what it's, what got, to, was, it's got, got to it to increase. Gonna get,
2: he was going to get sixty five thirty five on Cinco de Mayo. And then because of the postponement and having to find a new fight and change venues and it being Canelo's fault because he, he took the time off for the surgery, Golovkin yeah. said, you you wasted my time. I want 50-50. Yeah. So no, it must have been 70-30 and then they went up to 65-35 for the rematch. And yeah. then they said, You're getting, you know, it's the same money. And he said, screw that. You know, I went from getting $20 bucks to $1 million against Vana's Monterosium.
3: Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and that's I, the thing, it's like, uh, and, and there's, that's, that's part of the, the, the point that uh, De La Hoya is making, you know, it's like you can make 20 with uh, fighting Canelo, and, or you can make one, uh, you know, fighting guys like Vannis. It's, it's, it's terrible. It's stupid. Mm-hmm.
2: You, know, you know what they should have done, and this is what would have shown that you have confidence in your fighter and made it competitive? They should have did a 50-40-10. Do you know what I mean by 50-40-10? Oh, yeah. Hell, hell yeah. Do that where if Canelo wins he gets 60/40 split and if Golovkin wins it's
3: 50/50. Yeah, I like it. You know, I like it. Put put the purse 10%. on the line. Hell yeah. You got belts. you got purses. Let's go.
2: Rest confidence, of Pete, you- spain what? See? Man, show confidence in your fighter. Fine. You want you want your 50/50, win the fight and you'll get your 10% if not it goes to my guy.
3: Man. Talk about money. Woohoo. Oh, I would like Oh, I'd like to see that. That, that. That'd give me jack.
2: And think of how much, like, how man, uh, I'm just it irritates me because it's like, I could do this. It's, it's like when I watch the WWE, and I'm like, I could book this way better than you guys. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I'm going to calm myself down here. I'm going to dumb myself down, like Scott Steiner always says. Yeah. Um, <laughs> NBA prospects fitting for this this, uh, this show as right before we take our next break and come back and talk about the NBA offseason. First things first, we're going to hear about NBA draft prospect Anthony Simmons. Take it away, Henry. With the
5: NBA draft one month away, we're going to take some time these next few weeks to get to And the first of these players is Anthony Simons from IMG Academy. It's important to note the fact that I did not name a college, as Simons is set to become the first American-born high school player drafted since 2005. However, Simons technically graduated high school, but is playing at an athletic academy post-graduation, making him draft eligible. He is 18 years old, like most high school seniors, but found a loophole into the NBA. He is also an interesting prospect, as he was ranked 7th in the 2018 recruiting class, before he decided to forego attending Louisville after the recent scandal. With the June draft looming, Simons will be an interesting player to pay attention to. He's projected to be a mid-first-round pick with the talent he has, but is certainly a gamble. He's a mixtape superstar, but the lack of competition he has faced thus far makes his draft stock unpredictable and someone worth keeping an eye on as the draft approaches.
0: See my life, is like a movie, no rewinding. You know. Killing
2: mics like I got a license. It's just- oh. My belief don't have religion, don't. just a higher power. Who power? I'm not so happy with it. But I take a breath, regain my power, check my feet when I'm walkin'. See I seen it all more than I care to reveal. I'm always sure to clear the air for the real. That's why I'm aiming at they grill, man, cause it's how I feel. Nobody being sincere, we need some changes for real. Again, that's Thursdays right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Thursdays at 10 p.m. Central. And if you're a
1: musician, you want to get your music heard on the show, send the MP3 over to Soda Sound at StrongStyleMedia.com. E nut. E
0: nut.
2: This right here is the Alpha Brain. I just drank some of this in a shake. I got to tell you right now, I couldn't be more clear. You're Clarity. fifty, so I use it. I don't do anything without it. I'm addicted. To I, it. I know, but I'm 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 48, but I feel like I'm 26. I have a boner right now. But I have so much energy. Like I actually, I, I'm I'm. And I took an Alpha Brain. And I never do. I I want to fight you. I want to fight you. I want to go, chin down, and I want to bang bang
0: on. Oh,
5: SportsCast
3: Radio, the one that started it all. With your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jiskra. We're gonna be giving you everything, and I mean everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, bump cells, march full, puppet, sport, pop up, match a chest, survivors, even that weird sport where they do the hurdles and jump puddles and track and field. Alright, maybe not that one, but from the college to the pros and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. SportsCast Radio.
2: That was a fantastic song at the end of that one, Jordan. Uh, nailed it.
3: <laughs> so just, just,
0: I'm like, I, I, there's no music.
3: That's really interesting <laughs> too, because like I'm, i I I had to delete it and update it. Like it's weird.
2: I think it up you uploaded the commercial, but not the one that you saved with the. Uh, with the music to it. That's weird. That's okay. Here. That's here okay. we'll just do this here. We'll get this back up. Gentlemen. <laughs> this is for
0: like 10 seconds.
2: Oh. <laughs> yeah, you like a read.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Eliza. Oh, <that's... laughs> yeah, Eliza. Dang. <laughs> I played them for Elijah, and he was cracking up. He's like, what is that from? And I was like, it was the draft preview show where there was like Jordan was on, and Kevin was on, and you were here with Demetrius and me, and Hagberg was on, and he's like, oh, man. I was like, he gave me this odd face and looked at me and just went, okay. And then, <laughs> and then Kevin clowned him, and he he was dying listening. He's like, I can't believe you have that. I was like, yeah, I just randomly found it. He thought it was uh, quite funny. Hmm. <laughs> Um, um, where do we begin on this NBA offseason? I, uh, you know, I'm just going to do this real quick just for, we played this at the tail end of last week's show. I'm just going to play this one more time. It's it's not long. CJ McComb said this last week on Adrian Wojnarowski's podcast. And this is kind of what Set the table for what I really wanted to talk about tonight, but check this out. Yeah, I
1: already tried to get Paul George once. And, uh, like I don't, he already turned us down once. I mean, you only shoot your shot so many times in the in the DMs before you just have to, you know, give up. I mean, he left me on red red receipt, you know. But nah, nah. I mean, he's cool. He's a cool, dude. And uh, you know, he got to do his best for his family. And you know, he 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 couldn't control where he went. He ended up getting traded anyway uh, to OKC. So. Um, I wish him nothing but the best, and I'm sure he'll enjoy that uh, California sunshine next
0: season.
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Obviously, that was – I mean, you know, it is what it is. Woj, um, uh, earlier today on the NBA draft on the clock special – uh, he said the Thunder uh, is in better position to keep Paul George than it was when it traded from last summer, but the Lakers remain a continued threat. Uh, he, you know, also came out here. This is from the Oklahoma. And Oklahoma City's done a great job of selling him on a future there, and he liked playing with Russell Westbrook and Steven Adams and Billy Donovan. Woj said. They have a real opportunity to keep him, but the Lakers are home. He grew up in L.A., and when he left Indiana, his plan was that he would be in L.A. in a year. So you have to credit Oklahoma City for really turning his head on that. With all that being said, obviously Houston and Philly are a big player in this whole, this whole offseason. And the other thing that Ward said that I wanted to read you, Woj, uh, George fits right in with Philadelphia. Uh, Woj said, in the 76ers of cap space this summer, the Houston Rockets, Wojnarowski said, will be aggressive in trying to see if there's a way to get George there as well. But Woj said the most intriguing scenario remains the possibility that George would team up on the Lakers with Cavs star LeBron James, who can opt out of his final year of his contract after this season. Uh, Also, it sounds like Popovich and Kawhi Leonard are going to sit down between now and the draft. He says a lot of teams would love to get involved in trade talks for Kawhi, but the Spurs are not entertaining offers right now. With everything that's going on here, just after just with what I just read, what do you what do you think about everything Woj said today? Um,
3: I I think it's kind of Wojish,
2: <laughs> you know. I, I, I mean, think have- is, bomb. I mean, that's like the number one. You know, if there, if somebody says Woj's bomb. Everybody's flocking to social media because he's always right. Absolutely, but you know the, the thing is the the thing about it is though is is
3: obviously nothing can happen until after this. you know what I mean. There's there's still dates that need to occur before we can really get too excited, and there's lots yeah. of chips that could fall. I mean, God forbid, uh, you know they uh, they blow a two zero lead. Uh, and uh, and suddenly Cleveland wins this with uh, with you know LeBron and 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 six guys that uh, they they draw tickets for at the beginning of the game to give them jerseys and suddenly they're starting, um, you know. But uh, I mean, there's a lot of weird things that could happen. I I don't I don't want to speculate too crazy to be honest. I mean it's one of those weird. I mean look at a team like. Uh, Who's not getting talked about a lot? But look at look at the Phoenix Suns. They're going to have a lot of cap room, and they got Devin Booker, who's who killed it this year. Yeah, you know they well, could, they could make some play. Nobody's talking about the Suns. Are you kidding? I'd play in Phoenix.
2: But has Phoenix ever been a destination people have gone to? Like can, like has, tell me one free agent that in the forty years that I can you know in the thirty five years we've been around or whatever. That has gone to Phoenix. Uh,
3: did uh, Stadamar go from New York to Phoenix?
2: No, he went from Phoenix to New York. He left That's Phoenix right. for
0: New York. Right. Charles right. Barkley
2: traded there, I yeah. believe.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, it's you know you know what I mean. Like it's just it's it's kind of one of those odd scenarios where people just don't go there.
3: Um, that uh, that one guy did pretty good there after leaving the Mavs.
2: <laughs> yeah, but didn't he get traded?
3: Yeah, but I mean, but it's still, I mean, it, regardless of which, I mean, it, you know, you, you, it's, it's not necessarily the, the city that gets you there. It's, it's, it, you know, nowadays it's going to be money and it's going to be, uh, it's going to be who you're going to be playing with. I think Devin Booker's got a lot of upside. Obviously, great ceiling on him, and, uh, and they got the, they got the, they got the space to pay somebody.
2: Yeah, I mean, they, you know, they got, they, I mean, they, they have a, I think they have the probably the fourth, third or fourth most cap behind. LA and Philly in the offseason or in Dallas too. But you know, if, if you're a free agent and you're going, all right, what can I do in Phoenix? I think Phoenix can sign like one max player, I think is what they can offer. So they can't get two, but they can get one. You got Brandon Knight on your books and Tyson Chandler and Jared Dudley making up thirty eight million dollars of your of your salary. Alan Williams Dragon Bender, Troy Daniels, Alfred Payton. I mean, this is a bad team. Marquis mm. TJ Warren's making almost twelve million dollars.
1: Wow. It's,
2: I, it's a I bad mean, I guess when
3: you team. put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I you know, I was going strictly based on the numbers. I was going based on the numbers,
2: and obviously. Well, I, let, me, again, let me say this to you. Let, I will I will I will throw fuel to back up your thought. Who's okay. to say? This Carl Anthony Towns stuff is a real thing, and they don't—they don't send the number one pick and something else to Minnesota for Towns because Towns and Booker played together in Kentucky and want to play together. They think they room together. Now yeah, you've got now Devin
3: Booker.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop that Cat.
3: right now. Now I'm going to stop it right now. That—that that, it's not going to happen. All right, I—I I, I would. You—you can. A talent like Towns is. Uh, is something that doesn't come across every time. You could have all the number one picks you want. Ask the L.A. Clippers, okay? How many talents have they got with those number one picks? And, you know, that's not going to happen. Uh, you know We're going to get rid of Thibs before we get rid of the cat, all right? That, that's what it's going to be. The cat, the cat knows he's a star. The cat produces. And if he can produce more, he'll
2: be a champion, and he'll make it worth firing a coach for But what if he says I don't want to play here. I'm already over it. I want to yeah. play with Devin Booker. You guys get me Devin Booker or I want to go play with him.
3: Yeah, then I mean, then send Wiggy there.
0: That's <laughs> I mean, what I'm that's saying. So- that's you, know, what
3: I'm saying. you know, if that's the case. Um, but, uh, but, but but y- fact of the matter is, we're not pitching Towns. Town- we'll, we'll get nothing for Towns before we pitch Towns. And if we pitch Towns, we're going to pitch them late where we still get to put butts in seats because that's what Minnesota owners do.
0: Mm-hmm. We'll yeah, end up I... getting
3: shot on the deal. We'll get a second rounder is what we'll get.
0: <laughs> or a
3: late first round. Uh,
2: we're not know, getting a I one overall. <laughs> I don't well, I mean, we got a one overall for Kevin Love.
3: Oh, uh, I guess yeah, you're
0: right. Yeah. Oh
2: yeah, so. well, I mean, let's let's, let's before we go too far.
0: No, but,
2: um, you know then again, but it's like, you, to be fair, if I'm Phoenix, I I know it's a sexy thing to do, but you know, because of cap reasons and because of what he could be, I would love to have DeAndre Ayton on that team. Just grab DeAndre Ayton and let him grow with Booker. You know. But it just it's and, and this gets me to more of these names and you know obviously the LeBron thing and you know we can talk LeBron and Paul George here as we go but I, I just I compile a little bit of a list of of people who could be moving uh, some point in the I mean NBA draft is June twenty first you know we're just a couple weeks away trades start that day you know I mean we saw we saw Jimmy Butler. You know, move on draft day. Buckets. Um, obviously, you know, the number one guy that, that there is, LeBron James. Is, is it, you know, if and when they get swept with how bad this team is, I think <laughs> he's, he's out of clear I mean, look, they had a chance to change the entire destiny of this finals when they had a chance to take game one. And it went down as one of the biggest blunders in the history of, you know, and all the people complaining about the officiating, look, stop. That's a typical LeBron James fan. That's why I've not been a LeBron fan for years is because their fans are, are worse than Patriots fans. They don't, (laughs) you can't, you know, and, and I'm not blaming LeBron. He scored 51, but LeBron James fans are quicker to blame Something else than put anything bad about LeBron out there, but then he's right. You know when he had when he was a minus forty one that game against the Celtics, not one person said a word. But boy, the next game when they won by two, oh, he's the goat, baby. Or, you know what I mean? It's like you guys are idiots. And I'm gonna be <laughs> first and foremost to say, all you LeBron James fans listening, if you're those guys where LeBron can do no wrong, when he's wearing purple and gold in a month. I don't want your ass on our bandwagon. Kick rocks. Kick rocks. <laughs> Seriously. I don't I don't want any of them. And I want to look at all of them and they go, Well, you didn't like LeBron James. I go, Yeah, but I'm a Lakers fan. You're not a Cavs fan or a Heat fan. You're just a LeBron fan. Stick to a team, not a player. You know? Boom. And
0: Boom. and
2: I, I will one hundred percent say, you know, pot calling the kettle black because I rooted for other teams that Solani was on when he played. But I always still cheered for the Lightning, and I always still cheered for the Wild. I just wanted to see Solani win. I never kicked kicked my teams to the curb like all these people do. I stuck to my teams, but I wanted Timu to win. These, you say these you, you didn't burn
3: it. I know you didn't burn any of your jerseys because they're all hanging up there, even the one with the the puke on it.
2: See, that's what I'm saying. I'm mean, wearing <laughs> ugly, ugly, I have three ugly Avalanche ones. I don't like the Avalanche. <laughs> We you know they're I in our division, but like I
0: Joe,
2: to... <laughs> like Joe Sackett. <laughs> yeah, now I will, I will say when they had Sandis Ozelinch and UA Krupp and Adam foot and all them dudes, Forsberg, I, I thought they were pretty, pretty called then. Claude Lemieux? Yeah, you know, that was I, Claude yeah. Lemieux. <laughs> <But that laughs> I was, still love Claude Lemieux. You know, 18 years ago, it's a whole different ball game. You know, the Wild weren't even there yet. Um yeah. But it, it's true, and I don't want any of these LeBron fans to come going, yeah, Ryan, what's up, baby, let's go purple and go. No, kick, kick rocks, homie. Just bounce. You're, you're trash. You're trash just like your sports opinions are. <laughs> that's, that's the end of my rant on that. Trash. One. There you go. Uh, so, what else do you got? Um, you know, so I think, I think back to that point, I think if they lose this series, you know, there's a big chance he could move. Obviously, LA and Philly are big players. We know Daryl Morey would trade his own mother if it if it got him a better team. That guy looks at he looks at these people on his roster as the same thing. I'm looking at is these planters peanuts on my desk with my computer. It's just it's I can trade that for something else. That's what he thinks of the, the, the team. We know he he's going to be a player, but Richard Jefferson the other day said, you know, I don't I don't think what a lot of people think about this, and I've talked to a lot of people but don't be surprised if lebron goes to a team that nobody's talking about. And he said the team that he is is alluding to if they move a couple pieces which are easy to move because they're I believe expiring contracts in a year, he said don't be shocked if he goes to portland because that that dude up in Oregon, the Nike guy, he he's like great friends with him. Nike he's with Nike. They would build a whole new Oregon Nike facility for LeBron to be up there. There's a lot of reasons that he could go there, and I thought that was a pretty interesting take.
3: Yeah, that's uh, that is another pretty interesting take. But you know, I, but if you're going to go the business route, doesn't it make more sense for the LA thing though? Yeah, it does. You know, so I, I, and that's not even like I just I don't know.
0: But yeah, well, you know,
3: still. There's still some great, I, you know, I look at, I mean, obviously everyone's talking LeBron James uh, cause he can pl- go out uh, Paul George with the player option. Uh, Kevin Durant's got a player option, but let's be honest, you know, they'll rotate checks with each other everywhere in uh, golden state and keep that, that alive. They have a good chemistry and they know what's what, um, you know, you still got, uh, I mean, the nuggets will probably exercise that team option on Nikola Djokic. Um, Chris Paul, I, I believe is going to be, uh, you know, another year older, but still uh, on the, on the open market as well. And then He's obviously already the big ones.
2: What's that? To Houston? He's already been actively re- – like the minute they lost game seven, he, so somebody said he, he went right to his phone and was already texting LeBron about Houston next year. Yeah. Um, DeMarcus Cousins,
3: uh, Clint Capella, and DeAndre Jordan as far as other big, big men on the block as far as that goes.
2: I think Capella will stay with Houston. They will max him. I guarantee that. I'm not – I don't – you know, so that's where Houston's – Houston's going to have to move, like, Trevor Ariza and, like, Ryan, or maybe Eric Gordon and, like, a Ryan Anderson and then get nothing back. they got to find teams that, that want those players that don't care about the money they're making, which I think is definitely doable. You know, like, I've, I've been preaching with, with the Lakers to try to send a pick to Atlanta with, with Luol Deng and get dang off the books so you can sign LeBron, Paul George and then bring back Julius Randle. Cuz yeah. I think that's huge. You know, Houston I mean that's that's a scary thought if they could get George or uh or or LeBron on that team. You know, yeah. it really is. I, there's no way Denver's going to let Nikola Jokic walk. I mean, you could you could argue that dude's a top 3, top 4 center right now in the league. Oh yeah, easy. I- the West has some nasty young centers, dude. Just thinking about that. Look at the guys we just talked about Capella, Towns, and Jokic.
3: Yeah. <sighs> Woo! Uh, return, return of the big man.
2: Yeah, it, it, it is. It feels like it. You know, so, I mean, those are all options. Um, one, one other option here before we, before we start going down the rest of this list here. And this will kind of lead into another guy that I wanted to bring up here um, Carmelo Anthony. Obviously, I I bring him up in a weird weird sense because he's he's got a twenty eight million dollar opt in next year. If 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 Mello goes to free agency, I mean, what he's he's getting fifteen twenty. He's not yeah, getting twenty eight.
3: He's, he's not going anywhere. He's he's exercising that option.
2: <laughs> so, now I I believe he's got some sort of a clause. I don't know if it's a full no trade clause or something. What if, and I say just what if, and this was that take I heard, uh, I, and I give credit to John, uh, Steve Mason and John Ireland for this, because I heard this two minutes before I got home, and I, I'm going to go back and listen to hear what they thought about it, but the second I heard it, I went, oh, my God, it's a crazy thought, but I want to talk to Jordan about it. If, say you find out that you get LeBron but Paul George walks, or you get Paul George and LeBron watch. So now you're going okay. Next year, Clay's a free agent. Jimmy Butler's a free agent, and Kawhi is a free agent. And to me, as much as I'm as confident as I am about LeBron, you know, and Paul George coming here, I'm just as confident about Kawhi and Clay. Because if Golden State chooses to not pay Clay Thompson, because they will go a billion dollars into the luxury tax, that. Well you know if I'm Clay Thompson Why wouldn't I want to go where my dad played That's the one reason he was okay If they would have traded If it would have been Kevin Love for him and Harrison Barnes
0: mm-hmm.
2: When uh, they, we almost got Clay Thompson he, You know my dad played for the Gophers for, With Flip I'm fine going here Obviously I'm fine going to the Lakers And obviously Kawhi has always You know it's, it's the same Paul George thing He's always wanted to be a Laker He's from LA So I'm, I'm confident about those guys so if you needed a placeholder piece and a way you could keep Julius Randall then, which I think is huge. I think it's very huge because, you know, I talked about it all year with you, Julius Randall, his light bulb turned on and that dude was like a freaking bull in a China shop yeah. with how violent. He is. I love it. I love it. He, they, they said from the all-star break on, he was the third statistically best – the best statistically third player behind Harden and LeBron all year, or all since the All-Star break. Number three. And that's, like, oh. the pearl and that stuff. Just tremendous. And that's why I think he's going to get, you know, 88 for four years from, like, a Dallas. But yeah. what if you were, to, you were to call OKC and go, look, why don't we kill off the lesser of our two evils? What if you take day, 18 million a year, so it saves you 10 million, but you got to keep him for two years, and we'll take Carmelo from you? Um, I don't want it. I,
0: now- I, don't, I, don't
2: want, I
3: don't want Carmelo. Like Carmelo's past his prime. He's proven
2: that. Like, I don't want it. But, but think of it analytically for the money's sake. He's only got one year on the books, and then he's gone. Where, dang, you still have to pay another $18 million after the season again. I, I mean, wouldn't you would, – I, I, I thought about it, and I like it. Because if you mean to tell me I get one free agent this year and we get to keep Randall, and after the season, we have freed up all that money instead of having to eat dang one more year – what else are you going to do with the money if there's nothing else to spend it on? Why not bring yeah. in Carmel for a year oh, and I... he gets to play with LeBron? If, if LeBron came, yeah, yeah.
3: I mean, are we going to get Darko Milicic so we can get everybody from that draft or what?
2: Well no, because we're not getting Wade or Bosh. <laughs> think of this: now that 28 million comes off the book, and then you could go get Clay or Kawhi, and you kept Randall, which is the a cog in this whole thing you keep julius Randle.
3: here's the thing is randall for me i mean obviously he had a breakout breakout year um you know somebody's going to offer him the good money it's 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 obviously inevitable um it'll be we're going to be probably one of the questions in regards to restricted free agents because you also got aaron gordon who's a virtual lock in uh, obviously orlando uh levine will probably get locked up by the bulls um jabari parker being in a similar scale as far as it goes in the uh coming out of uh the box. He's another restricted free agent that could be on the run. I like Randall a lot. I still need, to, I gotta be honest. Like I think he's a serviceable player, but as far as him being a potential starter or God forbid, you put him in those, with those names that you did for the second uh, half of the season, post all-star break, you know, I, I need to see more of that from beginning to end.
2: And maybe, maybe it just took longer to, to figure. I mean, Once again, people got to realize that he would have been a senior in Kentucky last year.
3: LeBron came out of high school.
2: That's fine. LeBron's a generational athlete.
3: I'm just saying.
2: And I say athlete (laughs) because he could probably play tight end in the NFL if he really wanted to.
3: Yeah. God.
2: (laughs) You know, but I just I would
3: not want to line up against LeBron James. Oh my God. (laughs) Could you imagine?
2: Could you imagine? The, the, would the world explode if he caught like a screen pass and he puts his shoulder down and runs into a full charging Khalil Mac? Oh, what if he caught a screen like,
3: pass from Tebow?
0: <laughs> could he
2: get Tebow a Super Bowl? Tra- no. You know, like. <laughs> but it's it's. I don't know. I'm just like I said. Maybe maybe it's crazy, but I don't want to risk. Julius Randle walking with how good he played and how they said this dude comes into the gym, shoots 500 three pointers in the morning and 500 at night because he wants to add that to his game to help the team. This dude is dedicated. He, he shed like 30 pounds of of fat and added about 20 pounds of muscle in the off season. I mean, he was shredded. I just don't want to see this dude walk and turn into an all-star and we go we let that dude walk because oh, we God. we overpaid Luau Deng. Well, I like I like it too. Did.
3: I like it too, but you know what? I don't I don't I don't want my power forwarder, you know, playing shooting three balls, man. I, want, I know it's a three-ball league, but I want a guy that's going to be able to get me the rebound when these suckers miss the three. That's what, he does. That's what I want. He, I, I want he's, I want a trying to shot bull. Well, I'm just saying. I, like, I, I would rather him focus on that. I would rather him almost almost take the Rodman route. Like, still still produced on your interior offense, but you know what? Give me them boards. Get me those blocks because that's what I want you to do. You I know want, what? You, I, know, you know what? You know what? If you could, if here's here, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pitch it right now. If you if you, if you if you could have it right now, okay? Julius Randall, all right, uh, with his questionable ceiling, or uh, Draymond Green.
2: See, but I don't – I, I, that's not a fair comparison. Draymond Green has been playing in the NBA Finals since Randall came in the league, essentially.
3: But look how he plays. That's what yeah. I want. That's what I want.
2: I, and I was going to say this to you, too. He plays like Julius – or like Draymond Green. But you've got to remember this. Draymond Green can shoot the three, and he still does it. He doesn't do it all the time, but he added that to his game just in case they ever need it or just in case he gets bumped to the outside. He can be effective out there. Why can't Julius do that?
3: I, I mean, I, I, that's fine. But I, I, like I said, I, I, 500 threes, I, fine. But give me, you know what, if you're going to shoot five hundred threes, I still want my damn near triple-double. I, that's what I want. I want somebody who's got some vision with the passing, and I want somebody who can give me the damn
2: boards. I think he was number... Number one or number two in, in points, uh, points and rebounds per game together since that. I mean, that dude was basically averaging a double-double. He was averaging like, was averaging like 18 and 11 after the All-Star Good. break. Good. But
3: I, I, like you said, I want him. I want him. I don't want to overpay for him. I don't want him to walk. All right? I, I also want him to prove it. I'm still not sold is what I'm saying. That's all.
2: No, I hear you. I hear. You. I just. I think. I, I think my 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 issue is I am sold. I I just I don't know. In and, and I had said this, you know, earlier too, to a couple people. If you mean to tell me that that LeBron's going to come here, and we can keep Randall, I wouldn't even be mad if we didn't get Paul George. That's how confident I am in Julius Randall. I think. I
3: can see it. I, I see it. I know it. I know you are. But I, I, it's just one of those things. Uh, you know, it's, I my fear My fear is that he becomes the next Lamar Odom
2: Well, I don't think he's going to be hooking up With no Kardashians, at least <laughs> I don't think there's any left <laughs> You know, so, you know Another guy that, that's kind of weaves into this whole thing You know, moving off of the Carmelo train Where we got to there But like I said, interesting idea, isn't it? You know, move Dang out And you you eat, you eat the a extra a, ten this year but then you get the money off your books and you don't have to worry about it the following uh, Interesting. It's, an inter- it's but here's the thing it's like our our yeah, I now, don't, I
3: don't I don't see the thunder taking that either though they're they're a team that's still in the, that's already in the playoffs
2: agreed agreed but if they're I'm just saying okay okay here, let me let me say this then now You've, say you've already struck out on your free agent So you have to spend the money or you lose it Hey, we'll take, we'll take Carmelo You take our Luol Deng problem Which to me, I think is a good idea Because then you're off the books the following year I would almost be willing At that point, if we struck out in free agency And I know freeing up that $18 million for dang Can get us two people next year while keeping By keeping and keeping Randall, I might even be willing to slide Kuzma in the deal to give OKC a reason to do it. Yikes! Yeah,
0: that's like I don't.
3: Here is the thing: I don't want to know why I don't make that deal. Is because LeBron's only going to be in the league for maybe three more years, maybe. So we got a three window to win. Maybe. I mean, this, this dude's play, I mean, he's, this dude's extra minutes are through the roof right now. He's he's played forty eight minutes, I think, three times in this
2: playoffs. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's I and you, you know you know what's surprising that nobody says that surprises me that nobody brings up. And I'm I'm not by any means advocating that this is a real thing. So nobody grind my ass for it. That that, that might have came off wrong, um, but. How come nobody has ever, ever questioned LeBron and PEDs? Wow. Whoa. I'm just yeah.
0: saying, like, that, just yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: I'm
0: not,
3: I'm not going to get in this one. But, yeah, I, I, can, I can see the argument. He's truly, as far as athletic, uh, athletic human beings, he is certainly an archetype that one will never see again.
2: Oh, yeah. And I mean, dude pays, you know, a million and a half a year for a personal trainer who he works out in the morning and at night. I like I will like this, dude, his his entire focus in his world is his body and making sure it's uh, I'm not I'm not by any means. I don't think there's any I don't think anybody in the NBA really you could say is I think that's the one sport that they I think NBA and NHL are the ones where you don't see it because of what what the kind of sport is you know, just like you never see guys in soccer get popped Because um, they're always training because it's a sprint, but it's yeah. just like i'm su- somebody hasn't gone i mean people people are bashing Roger Clemens and Mike Piazza and all those guys, you know, yeah. obviously I mean you know or I should say piazza, obviously Clemens got busted, but still like. Barry Bonds, you know, like he suddenly has the 70s homers and all this stuff. Like, I'm just surprised nobody ever said that. I just, I just thought about that. Like,
0: it,
2: yeah. it's just crazy, but I'm with you though. I, I'm never advocating it, but you know, go into it. Kawhi Leonard, do you think he's leaving San Antonio? Are, are they going to not get this fixed? And is he going to walk? They're already talking. A lot of people say that he's not going to get offered a max contract, which is ludicrous.
3: He, he, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the thing is like he's if he's not going to get offered a max contract, part of it's for him to blame, right? If it's a, if it's a head thing, um, you know, where he just doesn't want to stress it, or you know, you know, or if it's a a chemistry thing, if he's not getting along with Pop, which you know what, if you're not getting along with Pop, uh, kick rocks as far as I'm concerned. Pop's a legend. You know, I I I don't know what to say to that, um, but uh, you know. I, I, I wouldn't be
2: surprised
3: I wouldn't be surprised That'd be my least surprise As far as big names on the block
2: And, and that's the one domino that could, could fall You know, who's to say the, the Lakers don't put up a deal Where, you know, they give up Brandon Ingram Kyle Kuzman a first round pick And they bring in Kawhi Leonard That changes the entire landscape Of free agency because if you're adding Kawhi Leonard to get to that team to play with Lonzo and Randall, and they have money for another player, how how interesting is that now for LeBron? Because, you know, and he, and here's the kicker: if you could still get rid of that Deng contract, like if you could you could pay Atlanta with draft picks, you could realistically, I mean, you would have to give up Ingram and, and Kuzma for for them because I think I think Ingram would would. Flourish in in pop system I think that would be a great trade for both teams But you could realistically have Kawhi, Randall, and Lonzo And sign LeBron And still have money for somebody That's crazy I mean, you know If if Kawhi goes somewhere I mean, you think he, he could Change a lot of the fate of free agency Because of him moving teams
3: that, that could be, it could change a lot of things. That could definitely be a big domino. I just,
2: you know, obviously, you know, Paul, George, Carmelo, Anthony brought them up. There was a tweet that went out where somebody asked some news reporter out of the big four in OKC, you know, who's the most valuable? Obviously, they're talking George, Carmelo, Steve Adams, Russell Westbrook. And they said everybody but Carl, uh, Carmelo, Anthony. And Steven Adams apparently liked the tweet and then rescinded the tweet and said it was his fat fingers that accidentally hit it. Hmm. I mean, I, I guess, you know, you're scrolling, I believe it could happen, but, you know, there's, there's a lot of issues that could be going on with this team. And that's why, you know, Carmelo or, and who's to say, maybe Carmelo opts out and goes, hey, I'll go play for Houston for cheap to try to get a lane. That
3: That's not the case. He's, he's been a money guy his entire time. Like <laughs> money in New York, his, no that's come on let's let's not let's not bs it
2: i mean he he was already comfortable being the number three option in, in okc as it was
3: yeah but he's not he's not comfortable like yeah but he's not comfortable be- sitting on a bench either so
2: i uh, <laughs>
3: like let's hey,
0: let's see <laughs> what
2: about what about hassan whiteside there's a ton of problems with him in the heat um, it's, I mean, he was calling out the heat for not playing him in the entire second half at some point during the playoffs there. I mean, there's a lot going on. Could this be the kind of guy that if you want to, if you really want to try to entice Cleveland to, or LeBron to stay in Cleveland of adding Whiteside to play with him and him and Kevin Love? Still not enough. It's it's not. yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, another guy that that ironically this this ties up with, I want to say the Lakers and the Clippers, both teams. You know the Lakers made a trade in the off during the season for a point guard, even though they already had Lonzo because they like running. You know the, the the two guards. What about a guy like Kemba Walker? Where could he could Kemba Walker leave Charlotte? I mean, they're going into basketball purgatory. They they might want to do something with Kemba before he walks. Um, yeah, uh, you know, here's the thing
3: it's, it's. I want to say no. I I, I don't think he does. I, I feel like, uh, you know, he's still going to be there uh, for one more year for the twelve million. Um, God, God,
2: that's a friendly deal too. Holy crap, this dude's gonna get hate when he gets free agency because this dude's an all star. I mean, people call him Kemba. He's he's in that first name basis level of player. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. they call him Kemba.
3: Yeah, I I I just you know. Yeah,
2: I'm not worried about him. That's another year out. They see where they go. Maybe maybe something more towards the trade deadline. Yeah, if so, I I
3: just I don't see him shopping them. I, I mean, otherwise you don't have a reason to be there, and, and if that, I mean, Michael Jordan might as well sell the team at that point.
2: <laughs> what about a guy, um, a guy who was, you know, poised to get a huge payday, but kind of fell off from it, I don't think he's getting a big payday anymore, Isaiah Thomas? Um, he'll be a
3: serviceable, you know, honestly, wouldn't shock me to see the Lakers sign him just to have... the just to have that deeper portion on the bench, you know, he, his stock's obviously gone down because of his production. And I, I he kind of, uh, I look at him a lot like, um, oh Christ, what's his name? Uh, won the dunk competition, uh, Nate Robinson. Mhm. You know, I, I, I equate him to that.
2: You know, and, and I look at, I look at, um, You know that's that's a good comparison. That's I mean that's that's not a bad comparison whatsoever. It's one of those things too where, you know, it's it's interesting if, you know, you said L.A. If L.A. strikes out on these free agents, I could see them doing a lot of what they did this year and just signing a lot of guys to one year deals so they don't have money on their books. And I could see them coming back. They they pay them for a one year deal. I could definitely see that happening. Um, the last thing I want to talk about here before we break and uh, move on, uh. Is, is the Boston Celtics situation And I feel like there's a lot That could happen with this Boston situation And I kind of equate it to what I said About Houston losing to Golden State If I'm the Boston Celtics I know that We did tremendous With what we had These guys are better than we thought You know Jason Tatum Shined in the playoffs Which is something rookies don't tend to do He, he played better in the playoffs Than the regular season and that's what you want of somebody who's going to be a star. I think Jason Tatum's going to be a star. Jalen Brown showed that he could be, a, you know, not a superstar, but, you know, he could be a nice star in the NBA. We saw what Smart and Rozier did. I mean, Al Horford, this guy just continues to go, no one talking about me, but I go and have some of the best games every night that, that, on the team, you know. So the, this team is just so good they get Gordon Hayward back next year, which is perfect for Brad Steven's system. But do you think there's a chance they could move Kyrie? They didn't need no. him. No. Here's, the th- here's the
3: thing, though. Uh, Kyrie, um, is uh, you and I discussed it, I think, uh, a couple shows back. Kyrie is a huge reason that the Boston Celtics got off to the hot start. They did, period. Because that team, if you put them uh, up, you're, you're without some sort of leadership to get them going. Um, I don't think now, they, they, I still don't think they make that, uh, they make that apparent. Um, you know, they, let's see, what was their record on the year?
2: Um, I, I, I don't think they got to 60, but I think they were like 50, yeah, 50, 55 50. and 27. Okay. Yeah, and
3: what was that? What was that first win streak? 20 or not uh, fifth? Was it 13 but, games? It was like four, I, think it was, I think it was fourteen. So they so were forty-one 14. and
2: twenty-seven after that. So
3: I, I would I would I would I would say of those fourteen games I would say eight of them are, are strictly uh, based on the, the performance of uh, your, your boy, all right. So, so that they're means so they're no that that would, that would put them that would put them at forty-seven.
2: Oh yeah 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 I was thinking nine. That's my apologies. That that was bad math on my behalf. Well let me let yeah. me see so it this way.
3: Forty-seven wins drops them to the uh, to the to the sixth seed.
2: And they, then they they beat Philly in the first round, or they beat Philly, who they would play? Who would they have played in the first round? Philly. Uh,
3: six would play. Six would play at Philly. Yeah.
2: That would bump them down, so they would have played Cleveland. So that I guess that changes it, because Cleveland yep. wouldn't have been in the four seed. But yep. anyway, but yeah, is. But but the way so the way I equate it is, I don't think Brad Stevens and that team realized. What they could become until Kyrie got hurt, and I think when he got hurt and they 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 banded together, it was it was remarkable how good they. I mean, Brad Stevens truly made himself a top five NBA coach in this playoffs. This is why I say, you know, and there's already a little a little rough edges between the two when when, uh, Kawhi, or Kawhi Kyrie Irving. Nose showed game seven because he decided to go get um some basically a nose job
0: uh,
2: and, I thought it
3: was some sinus stuff
2: yeah which which in in Hollywood terms is he got a nose job you could call it i mean obviously it okay.
3: wasn't but i'm just yeah i'm saying well, you know, without- here's the thing here's the thing he wasn't going to play anyway he wasn 't on the active roster, he's you know what I mean like why he,
2: well, he's not it's no
3: different. But but uh, did anybody? What about when Kobe went on his Italy trip? Yeah, but that's Kobe, baby. Like, I, I yeah okay yeah it's Kobe okay. okay please, you know what let, I mean? Let, like this.
2: You said leader. You called him a leader. Shouldn't he have been there leading that team and teaching them how to beat Cleveland in Game Seven when they need him the most? He not No. No. <laughs> I don't agree with that at all. But it's game seven. You got to be there to, to, to motivate your team. That, if, if that's your leader, he's, he could have waited one day to get the nose surgery, the sinus stuff. You're there for that team, and you're motivating them, and you're helping them and helping them with switches and telling them what that team does. Yeah. You, you know, that, that's
3: – that's what the film's for, that's what the practice court's for, that's what your coaches are for. If he's not actually holding a clipboard and sitting on the bench, and he wasn't, you know what I mean? Uh, then, then then I don't then I don't I don't fault it. You know what I mean?
2: Let me let me ask you this then and be honest with me. If you are the best player on your team and you went down and you're a win away from beating your old old team that you wanna just stick it to, Jordan, you're there, aren't you? You would have been there But, but it's bittersweet Because I'm not the one doing it
0: No, that's a common answer
2: It's a yes or no You would have been there, wouldn't you? Uh, I, you you I
5: are
3: would, you,
2: I, Here's what I'll say is I would be there See, that, and that's my point That's my point Because you're, you understand team You understand team There was problems in Cleveland And now we see this happens a year later Long story short, if, if San Antonio said, look, we want Kyrie, you give us Kyrie, and I don't, I don't care what else you want to uh, – something else, we'll give you Kawhi Leonard. You mean to tell me Boston's not taking that?
3: Boston's not taking that. Oh, man. I'm telling you Boston's not taking that.
2: Wow. Man,
3: I'm not taking that. I'll tell you that. Here's the thing: is I'll tell you, I'll be, I'll be, I'd be on that bench. But you know what? If I'm the Boston GM, nah, nah, because at this point, my, the, this Celtics know. team has the potential to be deeper than deeper than the Celtics that made their runs uh, in the most recent. You know, with the big three, it has, uh, you know, the youth. It has, it has lead. It has uh, strength, uh, and and it has the potential to be. I'm not saying they're going to go you know, 10 straight finals or whatever the, the ridiculous number that red Arbach didn't, you know, in the, uh, the, the day is there, but, but they have, they have a flipping team. They have, they have a a stacked roster that is the Eastern equivalent, in my opinion, based upon youth and, and veteran savvy uh, equivalent to the golden state warriors and they can move the ball and they can score from anywhere.
2: Here's the other thing I'll say about why I think I do the trade. 2012, 51 games for Kyrie. 2013, 59. 2014, 71. 2015, 75. 2016, 53. 2017, 72. 2018, 60. When, when do people stop going, oh, man, that sucks that it happens, and start going, maybe this dude is just never going to play a full season and is just too injury-prone to ever make a giant contribution? You know, 75 games is quality. I'm fine with that, especially
3: considering – Here's the thing. So, so the 70-plus the, the game seasons, you also look – that's also before they instituted the no-rest rule, and there were some games where he was getting rested also.
2: Yeah, and, and I'm a disagreeing that, but you know he's played what 2012, 13, 14, 15, 16. This was his seventh season. I think he's missed four of them with a knee injury.
3: I still keep him.
2: You know, I mean, how, I mean, look what happened to Greg Oden. You know those you, you, knee injuries no, you are can't so. Compa- you can't. Compare I'm not comparing God. him to, I'm not comparing him. I'm comparing knee injuries, and he was the first knee injury that came to my head. And take. Fine. not break
3: with a knee injury.
2: <laughs> Greg, Greg Greg Oden didn't have a knee injury. He had arthritis because he's old.
0: Uh,
3: Greg, Greg Oden should have been on that court with a hover round. Little oh, oh, rascal.
2: <laughs> is Greg Oden really Uncle Drew without makeup? <laughs> yes. No, but yeah, uh, that was that's that's a I. I It's literally, it's like when you think of an injury in wrestling You think Kevin Nash (laughs) Just because of that But You know, I don't know It's it's just, and it's interesting Because who would have thought Six months ago We would even be talking about Kyrie Irving Potentially as a trade piece Because of how good Boston did without him Like that would have never been a (laughs) conversation
3: He's not a trade piece it's not a conversation.
2: Just, if, if he gets moved, I'm just saying it's it will not shock me whatsoever if we hear that there is a rumor he could get traded. Ru- ru- I, I
3: I can wipe my butt with rumors, okay? Like I show me the receipts.
2: If he gets traded, are you going to wipe mine? When what if it happens?
3: Oh man, I I'm not going to wipe it. We'll, <laughs> we'll, come, we'll come up with a suitable bed. I'm not going to wipe your ass.
2: you the worst thing ever to have somebody else do it for you because you wouldn't know where to stop.
3: <laughs> I'm just going to go straight up so you have a brown stripe up your back.
2: Who so like, you might really hurt somebody? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that is egregious. Uh, something else that's extremely egregious. Uh, was obvious what happened in the NBA Finals Game One. We're gonna play a little. A little. Uh, is it worse then uh, when we come back after break here? Because it's it's very interesting. But first, we got our second get to know him. We're going right back into the draft, and this time I'm not gonna be stupid. When I was playing the last get to know him for about five seconds after I muted you to go to break, I muted myself, not thinking I'm playing to get to know him. So, there was like a five-second part where nobody got here to get to know him. So, I won't <laughs> screw that up again this time. <laughs> but this is our next get to know him uh, from Nick Hager. We'll be right back. Sports Guys Radio.
5: The countdown to the NBA draft continues as we'll get to know Dante DiVincenzo from Villanova. So, if the name sounds familiar to you, you may have remembered DiVincenzo from his unconscious shooting display in the national championship game versus Michigan. He was a key piece of the depth Villanova had the entire year, and he could be one of the most impactful players to go late in the first round. He's one of those unselfish players whose grit and determination will lead him to success. And because of making these hustle plays game in and game out, he was awarded the Final Four's most outstanding player. While his college career ended with this honor, there are still some questions whether or not he could succeed as an undersized shooting guard at 6'5". Well, this is a legitimate question, he had an impressive showing at the Combine and will likely fall into the hands of a contending team somewhere late in the first round. Depending on where he lands, everything is lining up for Devon Senzo to become one of those scrappy, irritating players that every championship team needs to have.
4: Missing out on an awesome Uh-oh. show sucks. Feast Geek is an app that lets you track your favorite artists and notifies you when they announce new shows nearby. You can even connect your favorite music services so that you never miss out again. CT, the smart way to buy tickets.
2: Fan of pro wrestling like we are? Yeah. We got you covered. Yeah. From WWE, yeah. New Japan, yeah. Ring of Honor, yeah. Impact, yeah. Lucha Underground, yeah. All Japan, and yeah. more. We're talking yeah. the highs and lows in pro yeah. wrestling. Heck, yeah. we're even giving you people yeah. from the Okadas and Omega. We're even talking to Bone Soldiers and Enzo Amoris. No! Sorry, Daniel. We'll stick to guys like this.
0: Everything is evil.
2: Ryan Cook here, and you can check me out, along with my co host, Alex Mello, each Monday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Strong Style Media Network.
5: Okay, I'm going to get that jersey for Steven. Oh, that Michigan sweatshirt is perfect for Susan. Ryan is going to love this hat.
1: Fanatics.com has great gifts for all the sports fans in your life. Go to Fanatics.com right now and get free shipping and up to 10% cash back on absolutely everything. Every sport, every team. Fanatics.com, where sports fans shop.
0: Alexa. Call Ashley.
2: Yeah, it's about time you call that girl. No, no, no. He just talked to that girl two hours ago. You gotta let love marinate. Put love in that bag to marinate. Mm, love gonna be in that bag like, mm, I can't wait to talk to him tomorrow. What? And then after it marinates, you're no. oh, gonna pull it out. JB, who's Alexa? Say it! Say it, JB!
4: You will let That's right. I'm Alexa. Thanks, guys, but I'll take it from here.
2: <laughs> hey, who's who's more sorry to their fans, Cleveland or Vegas? Oh, oh dang! <laughs> uh,
3: I think uh, Vegas because they well, no, at the same, Vegas probably had more chance for the money.
2: Yeah, in Vegas, it was. I mean, it was only a certain amount of time until I think that that finally started to slow down. They weren't gonna be able to keep at that pace all year. And uh, boy, oh boy, are uh, are the Capitals? They're they're like God. We need to, we need to finally they, they may win it. You know who's got a better chance to choke? OV in Washington or Golden State? OV. isn't that crazy that, to think that 3-1, three, yes, just winning six to two? They still, I mean, two of the three games are in Vegas. Yep.
3: Yeah. yeah. No. They 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 still. Here's the thing: is you still cannot count Vegas out period. Like there it's hockey. It's, and, 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 and again, forgive me when I say this, but it's still, there's a, there's, there's still a little bit more luck involved in hockey. In my opinion, um, you know, you get a good tip, you get a good bounce, you know, you, a, a deflection or a, a rebound, um, you know, so I I'm going to say that, but yeah. And sometimes the, 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 the puck just doesn't uh, doesn't go in the net, you know? So I, yeah, I could, I could see it potentially happening. I, I, I think that's definitely a more bigger chance.
2: It's crazy to think that if Lars Eller, which we talked about last week, didn't make the worst play of his life missing that goal when he was in the crease there for that one-timer, this yeah. series would have been over yesterday.
3: Uh, that, that was only going to be for a tie, though, remember? So we don't know what overtime was time. Well, we that's
2: brought. true, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but, well, I guess I'll say, too, and, and, and if they would have, you know, they, which they admitted they missed, uh, you know, that Ryan Reeves' goal wouldn't have counted from the cross-check. You know, it's a big swing there. I mean, it's crazy to think that this could have been a sweep, and that would have sucked. Could you imagine if Vegas went in there and just got swept? Like, damn.
3: But you know, especially after flurry. Yeah,
2: God, you're right. I mean, but it's one of those things too, where I think it might just—I think it really might just be Washington's time. And top to bottom, that Washington team is just so good. They're just so good. But if one—if one team can choke, my God, it's the Red. I mean, if there's one team that can blow it. Um, yeah,
3: no doubt. My boy, though, who I've said his name wrong 17 times, but Kuznetsov is killing it.
2: Yeah! Let's go. He had four assists last night.
3: Uh, yeah, I, he's, I think he's a point leader in these, uh, these Stanley Cup final playoffs.
2: <laughs> Dude, he is. Uh, and they are. And then, you know, yeah. Vegas gets – was it last night or Sunday? They played last night, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, they get that big skirmish at the end when they're trying to fight after they score that, that second goal, and they, they take two penalties for it, and they're laughing at Washington. Washington just goes out and buries a pointless power play goal just to piss them off. Yeah. And they did it with ease. They were just like, you guys want us to keep going? Yeah. I. It just, I, It's like a morale killer. Um, you know, but
3: speaking of morale killer, all it takes is one. If they lose a the game, and let's say they lose in a bad fashion, that'll get in their head. I guarantee you that would get in Washington's head. So if they can steal the next one, obviously they have to um, look out.
2: Yeah, on the, on the out of the last thirty three teams to be up three to one in a Stanley Cup final. So I mean, this is going back umpteen years. Yeah. What do you what do you think the record of these thirty three teams are? Uh,
3: I feel like uh, two have uh, have came back and won it. Uh,
2: zero. Oh
3: wow! You ever uh, in, come back in the me? NBA? In the NBA, <laughs> uh, the. Uh,
2: <laughs> you well know, you I Warriors blew it. I'll say this once again if Draymond Green doesn't get suspended, they they win that series. Yeah. I and oh yeah. It, it here's this is just a crazy think of the dominoes too. They they, they win they, that he series. He
3: got suspended and the injury.
2: Yep. So you know, so he say that doesn't happen. You know they're they're on route to four titles in a row now. I already consider this a dynasty. I don't think anyone can take that away from him for winning what will be three three out of four years should have been four years. Do you think Durant d- still goes? Now, obviously, I I wrote that article in February of that year, calling it before everyone else did that, that he's going to Golden State, and he did. I still think he would have. But do you think they would have still made the push as much as they did if they would have won?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I think you got to. You, you, you know, if you're a team and you're comfortable with the chemistry, I think you got to make the push regardless.
2: Yeah, I, I thought after watching him play in the All-Star game with those guys, I was like, this dude's gone. That's why I wrote that article, you know, on our old site. I said, this, on the sportscast site, I said, this dude's gone. He has no reason to be there. <laughs> and, and you know, I wish I could have put money on it because it happened, but uh, talking NBA finals here, you know, Golden State now with Kevin Durant is now nine and two against the Warriors. Uh, they lost game four last year, and then they lost on Christmas in a bullcrap decision. They should be 10 and one against them with Durant, which is, which is kind of like, you know, this goes from being this giant rivalry in basketball to uh, it's just a team that Golden State beats up on, unfortunately. Um, I want to kind of tie One of, one of our favorite things Jordan um, Inside of this because of one of the things But talking playoffs We're also talking about I was wondering where they're
5: going to get another tuba player for the band
2: <laughs> spit takes into this Because the ult What could be one of the ultimate spit takes Ever J.R. Smith Gets the rebound And begins to dribble out the clock because he thought they were winning there is a I've, I've even heard dan Levitard said don't don't take my word for this but but i think and this is like i said i'm quoting levitar not verbatim but he he for some reason was so either in the zone or not paying attention enough that he thought he got a defensive rebound and he was dribbling up the court to try to take the game winner
3: yeah, there's yeah there's there's a lot of weird things with that one. Uh, he's he said I thought we were gonna call a timeout. He said um, he knew what the score was. He said he thought they were in the lead. Uh, so there's there's a lot of really weird backs on that one. So yeah, definitely uh, probably multiple spit takes for uh, for Jr. To be honest, that man that man uh, that man
2: let one go. And and did you see that like two minute video where him and LeBron sit down on the bench and neither of them do yes. anything but oh, and God. Kyle Corber comes over trying to like play cheerleader and they're not even looking at him?
0: Awkward. <laughs> that, like
2: I almost tweeted to J.R. Smith, Thanks for giving us LeBron on the Lakers after that happened.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah oh, bad. Oh, um wait wait until it happens to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well I could I could always tweet the jail thanks for allowing uh allowing LeBron to leave Cleveland. Or <laughs> you know I i, I mean i w I I don't know, I did take shots at Carl Frost, so he didn't like it. Um so I know you have you had a crazy blunder. I'm gonna give you I, I looked up uh just a list. And I don't think since yours sounds like a, a, a crazy one, the one that I have didn't make this list here, but I'm just going to go over this, this quick list that a uh, golf digest posted. Um, so it's a little different than what I think we would have said for some of these, but if, if I, if I say yours, I'm going to stop and have you break it all down, but I'm hoping yep. that our two aren't on this. Uh Obviously the Chris Weber timeout, the 93 title game.
3: Yep. That's terrible.
2: Uh, the Bill Buckner, 86 World Series.
3: Through the legs.
2: <laughs> Pete Carroll's play call at the end of the Super Bowl, tw- uh, 2014. Ooh, how do you not run it? <laughs> um, the, the, what isn't talked about as to why this team potentially lost the game, the Reggie Bush lateral in 2005's national championship game.
3: Uh, yeah, that was uh, pretty impressive. Obviously, uh, there's that, and then I still don't know how they didn't uh, – I mean, that, that, that right side for the bootleg was just wide open. Uh, they, they literally gave it to Vince Young.
2: The, uh, they and, and with, with the Reggie Bush lateral, something that I forgot about, they were winning 14 nothing, and if he doesn't lateral it to, Texas, to, to giving it to a Longhorn, they go in the end zone and they're up 21 nothing. And then they end up that lateral – they went on to score 16 unanswered and took the lead. Um, yeah. So, I mean that that literally kind of causes the game. Um, Dustin Johnson uh, grounds his club on accident in the bunker, twenty ten PGA Championships, uh, and he loses the PGA by a stroke because of that. Um, Leon Lett's early celebration, uh, which caused the fumble in the ninety two Super Bowl. Now they
3: did win that for the they won the yeah. Super Bowl, so it didn't cost them anything.
2: Uh, Lynn, Lindsay J- Jacob Bellis Early celebration in the 2006 Women's Snowboard Cross Final Where she's celebrating at the end And it cost her the gold medal
3: Yeah, she biffed it
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Phil Mickelson's entire 18th hole in the 2006 US Open
0: mm-hmm. w-
2: Which they said She or should have taken notes from Lefty and Where Lefty uh, said after that hole I am such an idiot <laughs> <laughs> Um, Fred Brown passes it to the wrong team in the 82 NCAA title game. Hmm. Uh, it's just as Frank Brown. So lucky Twitter didn't exist in 82. Um, one that I think is hilarious that I saw, um, on a, on like a sports center. Once Robert D Vincenzo, um, signs the wrong scorecard in the Masters and it cost him a stroke when he was tied uh to go to an extra hole in the Masters. He signs the wrong scorecard, which is a stroke penalty, so then there's yep. no tiebreaker and he loses by a stroke. <laughs>
0: hmm.
3: Yeah, that's that's rough. That's uh you know, do you do your homework?
2: Yeah, I mean, could you imagine you're signed the wrong card and you go, "All right, let's go to the playoff hole." And they go, "Uh, I'm sorry, but you just got penalized." What? Yeah. Yeah. Go yeah. To the playoff. <laughs> it yep. happens
3: man that's golf man what is what
2: is your biggest blunder
3: you know some some big blunders that came to came to my mind uh, were definitely some controversial moments also uh Zinedine Dane, uh in the obviously world cup French versus uh France versus Italy shout us to the headbutt
2: <laughs> that's because uh what's his name uh uh Suarez or no it wasn't Suarez it was uh uh, as far as
3: bites people, that's a whole other
2: one <laughs> yeah, I can't see, dude, but he was talking about like doing like very derogatory things to his daughter and wife uh, of Zidane's and he got fed up with it enough that he had butted him and yeah. hey, he went oh, trail, but, but a ton of titles so, but that's, that's a that's really true. good one
3: Yeah, and just recently retired so shout out to that um, let's see the, uh, uh, the other one that came to mind uh, was the butt fumble Yep. That's a good one. Um, uh, And then another Minnesota thing, uh, when I think of bonehead things involving the clock, obviously us just for getting picks. Uh, The (laughs) trade, the trade that obviously created the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, And, and another Viking favorite, uh, Jim Marshall going the wrong way, uh, returning a fumble against the San Francisco 49ers in 1964. Uh, That uh, good old wrong way. Jim Marshall run
2: um two that i have that weren't on that list uh one was uh morris uh, um who was it i can't i think it was oh anthony parker on the on the washington wizards it's 109 to 106 and instead of getting fouled to take free throws he chucks the ball into the air to try to end the game and celebrating and i believe they were going to the playoffs with this and instead mm-hmm. there was there's an extra couple seconds on the clock Mo P catches it, hits a game-tying Three-pointer at the buzzer And then Chris Bosch goes on to put up like 12 In overtime and the Raptors won 123-118 yeah. uh,
0: And
2: then the other one Which I think is the biggest Blunder of them all Former number one overall pick Patrick Stefan has the puck As Dallas is beating Edmonton 5-4 and he goes Down in the ice to, I believe this is A playoff game Goes down the ice with the puck on a breakaway coming from the sidewall and taps the backhand into, into the empty net to win the game 6-4. But instead, he misses the net, and he's already kind of celebrating. Edmonton gets the puck, swings around the net. They, the net, they clear it up to Alex Hemsky. Hemsky, top shelf off a of backhand, beats Marty Turco. They tie the game and then win it in overtime.
3: <laughs> Yikes.
2: Uh, and that's that, that's why Patrick Stefan might be the biggest bust I've seen since Kajana Carter, or Jamarcus oh. Williams, or Jamarcus Russell. When when you look at other sports, but my <laughs> God, <laughs> that's um, great, booyah, good spit like that. You have you have, a, you have one that that you have a sounder right? The bold fat, uh, bofa,
3: yeah, bofa, um, bofa. I'm just going to call it short. Uh, but apparently, there was a horse race that took place at Remington Park. Uh, on the 1st of this month, and he won the Maiden race. Uh, here's the call from that uh, that race, and I think you're going to enjoy it.
0: They're
4: off. Uh, oops, I stopped it. There we go.
1: They're off. Good start. Cage fighter, both of these nuts. They come away together. Both of these nuts. Goes for the front. Has a ball on. Uh, cage fighter not going away easily. And DF Dynasty 3 green right there running third outside. Bang, bang, you're gone. Making some headway. Final 100 yards for both of these nuts. Cage fighter trying to battle back. Both of these nuts. Cage fighter, both of these nuts. Rolling the victory.
0: By ahead over cage five. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So, uh, so, uh,
3: shout outs to both of these nuts who uh, got their first victory at Oklahoma City's Remington Park. Uh, that's uh, a pretty good, uh, pretty good moment right there.
2: Oh my god! That is one of the. That, I don't know how that dude just kept. He <laughs> he
0: was a test. Yeah, there's, uh, oh. I think
3: there was, uh, let's see, other horses, there was Cage Fighter, I think you heard that one a couple times um, <laughs> in there as well, you know, they were going, uh, you know, both of these nuts, and uh, it was, yeah, it's just one of those things, uh, obviously got, really got him,
2: I'll, I'll play that
0: again, was one, a really good, good one,
1: start. Cage Fighter, both of these nuts, they come away together, both of these nuts, goes for the front, has it by a long, Cage Fighter not going away easily, and DF Dynasty 3 Green right there running third outside. Bang, bang, you're gone. Making some headway.
0: Final 100
1: yards for both of these nuts. Cage Fighter
0: trying to battle back.
3: Both of these nuts. Cage Fighter. Both of these nuts rolling the victory by a
0: head
2: over Cage Fighter. <laughs> both of these nuts rolling the victory. He says. <laughs> to just, just by a long one. And that, that dude, there was a guy who was like DFW 30 Green or something like that. Like that's the most complicated ass name. <laughs> Oh Um, man! Obviously, you know, spit takes took over there, but you know, let's be realistic. There's the the whole point of uh, you know with with what we talked about with the NBA offseason. That's literally what's worth talking about.
3: Yeah, I mean the the finals. Obviously, at this point, it's almost it's almost a, a given that it's going to be a, a Lebron uh, burning burning out into a Phoenix, only to re re-bra- rebrand and re- rebirth himself into another team. Um, uh, and then, uh, obviously, the, the, the hockey it needs uh, you know Vegas needs to win a game for it to make it interesting.
2: You know, and if you look at two weeks ago, we had two game seven. NBA Finals, and we had that awesome seven-game series at Washington, Washington and Tampa. Now the Finals happen for both, and it's like, well, one of these teams is better than the other, <laughs> and it's, yeah. I mean, it's, and that's why, like I said, I think the big story, and you know, I texted you earlier, stupid ESPN takes our thunder, because they post before we go on air, but their main headline was the NBA offseason. You know, that's that's what it's going to. Everybody's looking at all right, Golden State's winning again, let's move on. Yep. And that's why I think this is going to be the craziest off season we see and I mean I think it's worth doing um June twenty first. You know, depending how late it is, I think it's worth doing a draft show that night. There could be moves, there could be things that could be worth doing an NBA show that night. Um, you know, and obviously we, we always do it beginning of July, but you know, we might do two NBA shows just by the standalones, cause there's going to yeah. be so much to talk about and it's going to be so ridiculous what can happen and not to, not to, you know, undermine it, but let's not forget July 1st, John Taveras is a free agent in the NHL. And that is, that is. You know, like the Durant thing and obviously like Paul George, you don't see a top ten player really get to free agency anymore.
3: That's very true.
2: You know, so I, I don't mean I don't mean the dog hockey in this. There's a lot that could happen with what happens with John Tavares. And you know, what happens at the draft with Vegas if if they do what I think and they make a trade and pull off and get Eric Carlson? You know, you, lo- you look at the top of the draft, there's a guy named Rasmus Dalin who could be the next big Swedish de- defenseman. I mean, this dude is – Eric Carlson says Rasmus Dalin is going to be the next Eric Carlson, and that's coming from Eric Carlson. That's how high praise he got. He plays like Victor Hedman, not to compare a Swedish player with a Swedish defenseman. But he plays a lot – and it's because I watch a lot of Victor Hedman, obviously, but this dude plays like a Victor Hedman. Rasmus Dolan is going to be very good – Keith Kachuk's got another kid who could be the number three pick in the draft. Keith Kachuk's other son looks like a Wayne Simmons out there. Just a big, crafty scorer who can move. And I'll tell you what, you know, if if, if, if I got a chance to get a Kachuk family bloodline who plays like Wayne Simmons, let's well, go. <laughs> I mean, we saw Wayne Simmons got paid in Philly. That dude can play hockey. So yeah. there's some big names in this draft and some big free agents. So I don't mean to just put my hockey to the side, but especially with how much leeway you've given me to talk about it, that we, that we discuss it, but dude, in two weeks, NBA is going to be nuts.
3: No, absolutely. Absolutely. It is.
2: I can't wait. I can't wait. So, I mean, you know, you may see us with some specials Uh, tomorrow night. Pop Cultures, I believe, at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, Soda Sound Radio will be 10 p.m. Central Standard Time on Thursday with the 2002 brackets, I believe, is the next one. Uh, Friday night, 11.30 p.m., I believe, is when we're going live. We will be bringing you our Dominion, New Japan Pro Wrestling Dominion preview show for WrestleCast Radio. Um, I mean, it's New Japan SummerSlam. Jordan, I wish you were coming Because we're getting Will Ospreay against Hiromu Takahashi. We're getting Tetsuya Naito against Chris Jericho. oh, And we're getting Kenny Omega, Kazuchika Kazuchika Okada. Two out of three falls, no time limit. They might go 80 minutes. Right. (laughs) I I cannot fathom how good this could be. I mean, it's... So we're we're talking it. We may have have a couple guests lined up for that Dominion show because of how big it's going to be, but... Stay tuned guys, there's a lot coming up In the next few weeks here with Between sports and wrestling for us uh, I mean there's a lot We're going to be talking about, I can't wait Let's Jordan, go It's been a pleasure If you haven't already, obviously the Sportscast Radio Twitter handle uh, At Wrestlecast underscore SSM Hit us up there, we're, we're growing on there we got, some, we got some new merch coming out as well For the show um, And you know We, we keep it in the family we show up for game sevens. We show up for game sevens. <laughs> and once again, to all, you, to all you LeBron James bandwagon guys, you, know, you guys remember the meme. It says Heat fans going to Cleveland, and there's like 70 people sitting on a, on a van. Don't come to L.A. We out. Sportscast yes Radio.